Welcome back to the Revision Hub. This episode will discuss the materials section of the A-Level Physics course. We hope you enjoy it. If you find it helpful, make sure to save the episode so you can find it easily when you come back to revise the topic. The first topic in the materials section of the course is density, and what you need to know is unchanged from the GCSE course, so I'll just cover the key points briefly. Density is a measure of how much mass an object has per unit volume, and is the degree of compactness of a substance. The key equation is density is mass divided by volume, and from this the units, kilograms per metre cubed, can be derived. You can manipulate different factors whilst keeping others constant to affect density, however that is covered in more detail in our GCSE physics episode, if you'd like more information about that. The key thing to remember is how to calculate density for regular and irregular objects. For a regular object, such as a cube, it's fairly simple. Use a balance to find the mass in kilograms, find the area using a ruler or another piece of equipment if that's more appropriate depending on the size of your object, and then divide the mass in kilograms by the volume in metres cubed to get the density. For a regular object, you can still use a balance to find the mass as before, however, you need an alternative method to find the volume. The most common method would be to use a beaker of water and then see how much water is displaced. The 1 milliliter is 1 centimetres cubed. You can find the volume in centimetres cubed and convert that to metres cubed. You can then use the density equation as before. If an object has a lower average density than the fluid, it will float because it can displace the fluid before it sinks. As the fluid attempts to move back to its original position, an upwards force called upthrust is created, which, for an object which floats, can cancel out the object's weight, its downward force due to gravity. The next topic is Hooke's Law, which says that the extension of an object is proportional to the load or force, F equals K delta L. Force is proportional to extension until the elastic limit is reached. Prior to the elastic limit being reached, the material will return to its original length and shape once the deforming force is removed. Sometimes they make this a bit more complex by involving springs, and these can be found in either series or parallel. In parallel, you can find the effective spring constant, which is represented by a letter K, by adding the spring constants of the two springs or however many there are. In series, the effective spring constant is, can be given by 1 over k equals 1 over the spring constant of the first spring, plus 1 over the spring constant of the second spring. Just like lots of other A-level physics topics, there's some equations you need to learn. However, thankfully, there's only two ones you need to know, tensile stress and tensile strain for this topic. Tensile stress is the force applied per unit cross-sectional area. This can be derived from the formula for tensile stress, which you need to be able to use, force divided by cross-sectional area, which has the units of newtons per metre squared, or pascal. Tensile strain is the fractional change in length under load, and is an extension divided by length. It has no units because it's metres over metres. Young's modulus is tensile stress over tensile strain, which is force divided by cross-sectional area, over delta L over L, which ends up as FL over A delta L. Stress and strain have a proportional relationship, so Young's modulus is the gradient of a stress against strain graph. 
As you know from GCSE, the gradient of a force against extension graph is a spring constant. There are lots of different properties of materials, such as whether they're malleable or durable, but the ones you're most likely to need to define in an exam are as follows. Elastic means the material returns to its original shape when the load is removed. Plastic means that the material will remain deformed, even when the load has been removed. Brittle is defined as something which cracks and breaks without plastic deformation, i.e. it only experiences elastic deformation where Hooke's law is obeyed, then the material suddenly breaks. An example of a brittle material would be glass. The final definition is ductile, which means the material can be pulled, slash it can be plastically deformed under tension. An example of a ductile material would be aluminium or copper. We hope that quick run through of the A-level materials topic was helpful. We'll be back soon with more episodes. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at the.revision.hub to be the first to hear new episodes. Thanks for listening. Bye. Mm.